1: Welcome everybody to the Healing Place Podcast. I am your host, Terry Welbrock, and I am thrilled to have with me today, Jennifer Maurer, and she is certified life coach, blogger, speaker, um, author, and I, again, we just met on Podmatch and you know, when you come across somebody and you say, oh yeah, this is one I really need to have on to talk to. And so, yeah, I had that with Jennifer and um, yeah, so welcome.
2: Thank you so much, Terry. It's just it's a it's an honor to be here. I'm such a fan. Thank you uh, of your podcast, of your message, of your vibe. So yeah, very very happy to be here.
1: Wonderful. Yeah. So you've you've got some awesome stuff that you've already done, but some stuff coming up as well. You have a a, a guide that you put out, five steps to freedom from fear. But you're also working on a book manuscript as well. Uh, Passion
2: principles, right? That that's correct. Yeah. It, it seemed like kind of a natural follow-up to the five steps from to freedom from fear guide that I have written. Um, And that came from a a very kind of a personal place that I was in, that I felt like it helped me a lot. And if it helped me, it could probably help others. Um, And then, you know, I just started thinking about letting go of some fears, you know, moving on with some things in my life. And then the natural progression to that is to, once you've been able to kind of put those fears where they belong, to focus now on your passion. So it was a kind of organic conversion for me to go from releasing those fears to finding your new passion. So now you're moving ahead. So I'm really excited about it. It's a kind of a work in progress right now. It's kind of developing as we speak, but I'm having a lot of fun with it.
1: That's awesome. Well, I love your motto, which which really puts it all in summation, which is out with the old and in with the bold. I mean, really, as you put those fears to rest, that's what happens. I, I do my soul work because I was finally able to do that healing processing.
2: It absolutely is. And, and that, was a, a, that was kind of a buzz phrase that popped into my head one day. Because, you know, I think you do get really tired of putting yourself through the same stuff all the time. You know, we beat ourselves up for not moving on. We criticize ourselves constantly. That self-dialogue that goes on inside of our head all the time is our biggest enemy. And it got tired and it got old. And one day I just thought, you know what, I'm tired of this. I'm, I'm tired of, you know, not what the world is doing to me, but kind of what I'm doing to myself. <laughs> You know, and so I just, I thought, you know, out with the old, you know, time to get, time to get bold. And it just kind of stuck, it stuck in my head and it kind of became a motto. You see it in a lot of the stuff that I write is on my website. Um, But I do believe it. It is time to get out with the old and with the bold.
1: Yes. Well, I love it. And yeah, it resonates. So very much.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So do you want to share your, your personal journey and how, and where you started and then the development of where you are
2: now? Absolutely. And, you know, I'm proud of my journey. It's, it's been a tough one, we all go through those moments in life that are very defining for us. And especially when something changes, you know, something maybe you're not expecting, you know, we all have this vision of how life is going to work out for us. um, And and certain aspects of it do, but then sometimes you get get those curveballs, right? So when life throws you those curveballs, it's time to take your best swing. And we're not always prepared at that point to take, to take our best swing necessarily. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was basically, you know, uh, married for 20 years, have two amazing children and, you know, around, you know, that 20 year mark, um, my husband and I decided it just wasn't working, right. It wasn't, we weren't moving in the same direction, Um, It wasn't anything crazy, nasty, you know, like that. But it was just kind of like, hey, you know what, we're both kind of wanting to go into different areas. And so we separated, we split up. Um, But then, you know, here I was after 20 years out of the workforce, um, not a lot of education, had dedicated my life to being, you know, a housewife and a mother, which um, I would not trade for the world. Those were some of the best years of my life. Um, But now my kids are older, right? And so, But it was a really difficult time because at the time that we split, a number of things were happening at at, at once. My mother had become very ill, who I was very, very close to. And I unfortunately had lost her. Um, My soon to be ex-husband moved out to Texas. So the two kids were here with me and my daughter was going off to college. So that was a really defining moment for me where one minute your life looks like this, you know, mom is here, you're married, your two kids are at home. It went from that to, okay, no longer married, daughter moving off to college, the first time I've been separated from her in 18 years, Um, my mother passing away, who was, you know, my touchstone, and, you know, and my son was here, thank God for him, a poor thing probably took on more than he needed to or had to at the time, but, you know, but he was coping with that too. I mean, there was, so there was a lot of loss going on, there was a lot of grieving, in terms of not necessarily just the death of my mother, but my daughter leaving the home, my marriage being over. So there was a lot of things that life as I knew it just was turned upside down. And this was over the course of a few months. So, you know, you really don't have a lot of time to adapt to those types of things when they happen. Um, And it was a life changer, a game changer.
1: It is. I mean, it really does happen those defining moments really do. I, I mean, they create such shifts. I think if we're, if we're open to those, to those yes. moments. Um, yeah. To allow, yeah. allow us to really take an, a new direction in life, new attitude.
2: Yeah. And, you know, and it took a minute to get there because you know, yeah. first you're just, you're shell shocked. You know, you're, you're just trying to kind of get around that feeling of what just happened. <laughs> you know, well, how I did think, this, I mean, yeah, there's grief. I mean, there's, there's grief. grief and you have to allow yourself that time, which I did. I mean, I I really did allow myself that time to say, Hey, give yourself a break here. You know, there's a lot that's been going on. And I was concerned for my kids. I mean, they're, they're having to cope with all these changes too. So I think what we do as women, as mothers is, you know, we don't always put our own needs first when there's other people around that you're more concerned about than yourself. And so helping them you know, my daughter's adjusting to freshman year in college, so she had that stress, just losing her grandmother, her mom and dad splitting up, and I was four hours away from her, you know, driving distance. So, you know, I was constantly trying to stay in touch with her just to make sure that she was doing okay, and of course, my son was just starting high school, so that's a whole adjustment right. period for him. So, I mean, I'm not kidding. Like, people say, if you write this down, like, you'd have to tone it down because you can't make this stuff up. Like, people would say not all of this could be possibly happening, uh, but it did. But then after a while, you know, I just started to get really philosophical about it. And I was at a crossroads. And I really did say to myself, you know, you've got two choices here. You know, you can curl up in the in a ball in the, in, in the corner of the room with a bottle of tequila for three years, or you can really just, you know, put your big girl pants on and figure this out and, and re, reinvent yourself, redefine yourself. You are now a, a, a single mom. And you need to get out there, back into the workforce, start utilizing some of your talents, and you know, figure out how to make things happen for yourself. So that's kind of where the journey began.
1: Yeah. Well, and good. I mean, kudos to you for being able to recognize that. Uh, yeah these these are my options. I can wallow in it. Yeah. I mean, but but then again, you. I mean, I also kudos to you because you allowed yourself the opportunity to to experience.
2: Yeah. I think you, we have what to. what you
1: were going through.
2: I, I think when we go into denial and I think when we just want to pretend it's not there and yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, you know, and I would say people would say, are you okay? And I'd be like, no, I'm not, but I will be, <laughs> you know, really, I'm not okay right now, but I will be. Yeah. And I had my weak moments, you know, where I wasn't sure <laughs> I was going to be okay. Um, but in my heart of hearts, you know, I knew and I I still believe that the journeys that we go through, the trials we go through, the changes we go through, they really are designed to make us stronger, um, more enlightened, more compassionate, you know, towards the people we run across in our path. And and that's kind of what led me to start my journey in coaching and in writing these, you know, these various uh, pieces that I'm writing is because I I did find a path out of that and I I feel like it was effective. And I, I know there's people out there that are a lot like I was that just said, you know, just give me a sign, give me one thing to think about, give me one thing to hold on to one place to start. And my greatest, I guess, reward or passion right now is, you know, I wake up every morning and, and I set the intention for the day and I say, let me change one person's life today for the better. And if it's through a sentence I say, or a picture I I post or a message that I deliver, if it helps one person a day, I'm good. If it helps more than that, that's a bonus. (laughs) But yes. Oh, I want to reach through and hug you because I truly
1: wake up in the morning and I say, all right, Holy Spirit, help me shine your light, God's light, whatever universe, however you look at it. Absolutely. Whatever you call it source, the life of, of, of someone today. Yes. Yeah.
2: And you know what happens when you do that? It delivers.
1: Yeah.
2: It delivers. Um, And that, you know, I like to think, you know, we all like to think we're fantastic enough to create on our own. Right. And I, I've never believed, I think the best work I've ever done, whether it's through speaking or writing um, the best work I've ever done has come from a source greater than myself. It's, yeah. it's, it's through some source of inspiration and it's, you become the vessel uh, yeah. for that intention and not to get too deep here, but, but you can feel the difference between when you're doing something of your own volition and when you've been truly deeply inspired by something greater than yourself to deliver a message to others. And that's where you do get the most satisfaction, I think. And I know um, you felt it too. I'm preaching to the choir. I know. Yes. I know. And it, is,
1: it is so true though, you know, for the audience, for people listening is that uh, when you open, you do open yourself up to that. I've gone back and read things that I've written and cried because I yeah. was like, I i don't even, re- did I write this? Did- I know. I don't remember writing this, but this is really powerful. And I, and again, I'm like, in that from a conceited place of, oh my God, no. how amazing I am. Well, look what I wrote. <laughs> it's more like. Wow, that's inspired. Beautiful. And yeah. I didn't really write that.
2: Like, and and that's exact, somewhere else. That's exactly what I was just referring to. Yeah. Um, because, like I said, you know, I'd love to give myself credit for that kind of stuff, but when you're, when you're truly inspired like that, you just know right. that you were just the vessel for it. Yeah really. because I do the same thing, I'll look back and go, "Man, that's good." you know And, and not, to, not like to compliment myself, it's like I, I generally at that point is when I say thank you. Yeah. I just say thank you for letting it pass through um, because it is truly inspired. So,
1: yes, absolutely. And I do the same. Send up lots of those. Thanks.
2: Yeah. Lots of thanks to me. and Don't even get me started on the gratitude thing, because
1: yeah,
2: that is part of what what really turned things around for me. You know, when you reach that that point in your life where you're really not sure where to go um, up, down or sideways, you start to take stock just for pure comfort in what you do have. And that's where I started learning really about the power of gratitude and taking that moment every day to say, okay, there's, there's 19 things wrong. Uh, Just for my own peace of mind, I have to find one thing that's right. So I started focusing every day on, you know, what's going right. And it might've been something as simple as uh, it didn't rain today. I mean, sometimes it was just something so basic Um, But when you start looking for those things that are going right, and that are going well, more of them tend to appear into your reality, right? And so you start to then not pay so much focus on what's not going well, you focus on what is going well. And more of that just tends to naturally come into your existence is what I have found.
1: Yeah, and I agree. Yeah, it truly is. And and, and I think well, I think the energy we put out into the universe is the energy that comes back. And so when we're focused yeah. on the gratitude and the joys and the things that bring us um, something to smile about for the day, um, it's, it, it does. It brings more of that into our life.
2: Yeah. yeah, I could not agree more. I used to tell my kids when they were little, life is like a boomerang. Yeah. You know, whatever you throw yeah. out there, it's going to come back and hit you in the head. So make sure, right. make sure it's something useful and positive and that you want to have come back and hit you in the head. <laughs> I love that <laughs> an analogy, but they understood it I'm like, yeah. mom, you're right. It's also, they learned later. It's called karma, I guess, but you're right. you're I called <laughs> you it a boomerang. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you were referring to energy just a minute ago and I had the most wonderful honor and privilege of working with a man called Grandmaster Sai. And he was one of two grandmasters in the Chinese art of Qigong. And Qigong is the study of your internal energies. And I happened to come across him by accident. It was a friend of a friend that put me in touch with him because he was looking to write a book and he wanted me to author the book for him so that he could introduce to Western civilization that which Eastern civilization has known for years. And that's that our energy can be controlled And it can control things like your health and your mental well-being and things like this. And I was a little bit sketchy on it at first. I'm like, okay, is this kind of like that? You know, (laughs) I was unfamiliar with it. Yeah. So I went and I met with him and he did the best thing he could have done was just to demonstrate for me, working with his clients, uh, how he would help them by teaching them this Qigong. And in exchange for me helping him write the book, he he took me on as a student. And it was about a year or two, I think I spent with him. Um, And wow, unimaginable, the stuff that I got from him in terms of inner peace, um, being able to connect with your chi, which is your inner energy and how the meridian channels work in your body. And it's no joke. Like it's something I encourage everybody to look into because to this day, I will do the breathing exercises. I will control my own energy. Um, for what I need for that moment in the day, and I can stop for just a minute and and actually use this to my advantage. Uh, he taught me so many other things, but but mainly about the fact that we have so much more control over our well-being than we think, and we give up way too much control to outside sources. Yeah, and so you know, I know we don't have a lot of time here, but no, so I, 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 I highly it. recommend people look into the 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 chi, Qi, the Qigong, exploring your energy um, because that alone, uh, that was a huge opportunity for me to kind of find that peace and that ability to think clearly and and kind of move forward.
1: Yeah, they offered a class recently in, a couple of months ago and I started taking it because oh my gosh. I love I, and, and I love it because I'm very much into the idea of energy and um, yes, I mean, our chakras and all that stuff. I've just studied so much of all of it and just did my my first acupuncture which was again that same sort of thing like finding those points in our body uh for release and healing and oh i mean i'm just again i'm fascinated by all of it and i love it so i'm glad you spoke on spoke on the qigong yeah
2: yeah wow that because usually when i do bring it up people aren't too familiar with it but it's kind of a well just another example of how we we connected and we was meant to be. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I know. I
1: said, there's a soul sister thing happening. There's a soul sister and-
2: thing happening.
1: <laughs> the more you speak, I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Same with you.
1: Yeah, uh, that's awesome. I love that. Nothing love better.
2: <laughs> Nothing better.
1: So your So your book, Five Steps to Freedom from Fear, how do people get a hold of that?
2: Uh, you can actually find it on my website. My website uh, is www.jennifermauer.net. Uh, on the website, you can kind of scroll down a little bit. I talk a little bit about it. It's it's more of a guide. I mean, they call it, they're calling it an ebook, but yeah, I wrote it. it it's like, it's about 27 pages. You can read it in 15 or 20 minutes. So to me, that's more like a guide than a book. I hate misleading yeah. people and thinking they're going to get some 500 page book. I don't think anybody wants it anyway. Um, what it is, its is is. It's what I came up with were the five action steps that I implemented in my life every day. And over the course of some time, it literally allowed me to change my mindset and put fear back in the cage, right? Because fear is, I think, something that stops a lot of us from moving forward. I, th- I know I was scared. I was afraid um, of failure. I was afraid that I was going to be letting everybody down if I didn't succeed. Um, I killed myself with the what if spiral. Well, what if this happens? And what if I go broke? And what if I don't get this job? And oh, it's that self-talk that just drives us right into the yeah. ground. So I came up with some really viable action steps, um, a couple of exercises you can do to kind of identify what your particular fear is, um, and create a plan uh, for for kind of getting and putting that back where it belongs, because you're never going to extinguish fear. In fact, some fear is good, right? We don't want to squash it out, you know, altogether. Um, But the irrational fears that prevent us from moving forward, uh, that's what I address in here. And so, um, yeah, it's called Five Steps to Freedom from Fear. It's a great uh, kind of guide. It's something you can pick up and start using today and it can start working for you right away. It worked for me. Uh, So, yeah, yeah, I mean, you can find that right there on the website. There's a little blurb about it. It'll take you to the page that kind of introduces you to what you're getting. Um, and then another thing that I did, which I think is kind of cool, is um, when when people actually purchase this guide, I'm opening up a, a Facebook group. And this is, I'm super excited about this. I know everybody does it and it's new to every, you know, not new to everybody else, but it's kind of new to me, um, where I'm, I'm allowing people to join this, this Facebook group. And I'm going to be in that group helping people after they've read the guide to continue on with their, their efforts. Oh, yeah. and, and so it'll be kind of like a a free coaching type situation where they can put their questions and whatnot. And I'll be able to pop in there and kind of work with people through the group. So I'm super excited about that.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. And I love it. And I love what you said, you had mentioned it earlier and I meant to touch upon it was um, you know, really kind of holding people's hand. People are desperate for that. Those who are, are looking for, for, Guidance and solution. I talked to a gentleman the other day. Um, actually, he was going to help me with something, and we ended up helping each other with some things. But he was talking. He works a lot with veterans, and he was saying how there's so many who are just they feel very lost because they they only have a very limited time, 15 minutes a month with with a doctor who mm. hands them some pills, and but beyond that, there's there's no nothing more for them, and so there's just this there's just a huge group of people out there looking for guidance and for you to offer a guide like this and then a Facebook group and a hand to hold is just such a beautiful gift.
2: Well, thank you. And I, and I think so too. And, and you know, I kind of, I get not criticized, but questioned a lot um, that I'm not more specific about the five steps to freedom from fear. Well, what kind of fear? There's a lot of fears out there. And, you know, I stick to my guns on that. And I say, there are a lot of fears out there and I'm not going to try to just address one. Well, who's your audience then? How are you going to target your audience? Well, my audience is everybody. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, fear is not prejudicial, okay? Fear is an equal opportunity destroyer. And whether you're a college student that's just getting out of college and you've been bushwhacked by all this COVID stuff and how do I find a job? I'm afraid to get out there. Um, it could be a middle-aged you know, woman who is just divorced and now has to reinvent herself and figure out how to spend the next 30 years of her life. Um, you know, there's so many different types of people with different types of fears. This applies to all of them. I mean, it, it's not relevant to just one group. Unfortunately, we're all uh, kind of subject to those limitations that are are caused by fear. So, thank mm-hmm. you for mentioning that because I purposely keep it kind of general for that reason, despite right. the critics.
1: <laughs> well, and you bring up, I mean. The pandemic, it, it's just, it's sur- so many fears have surfaced for people that we just haven't ever dealt with before of fear of exposure, fear of no masks, fear of the vaccine, fear of not getting the vaccine, fear of, I mean, there's just, again, there's just so much um, surfacing um, as we, as we deal with this on a global level. That's a yeah. lot of people.
2: <laughs> you bet. And, you know, strangely enough, I got on this whole thing before the pandemic even hit. Right. I had finished the guide. Um, you know, i had gotten everything up and and then the pandemic hit. And I thought, well, wow, this wasn't relevant before. I mean, yeah. which it is. But I mean, it has brought out, you know, the fact that people were stuck at home. Um, they're now dealing in, in different dynamics with their relationships. I think relationships with their kids changed and with their spouse. And I think a lot of stuff came out good and bad that wasn't there before. And and now how do we manage this? How do we deal with all that? And now is it's time hopefully soon to start going back out into the world again. I think there's going to be a lot of, you know, PTSD and things like that, that happen from this occurrence where now people are, are really kind of scared to go out. You know, I, I heard somebody on Facebook the other day say, I know something's wrong. When I looked at an old footage of a huge concert And I started to sweat and cringe because I saw that number of people together in one place having fun, but my mind went to that's dangerous. Yes. And I thought that is a sign of the times that, you know, that shift has taken place, that fear has taken over. And the way we looked at things before are going to change and it's going to take a while to get back. And so practicing that, because it's a conscious effort you have to make. You don't take a pill and it all goes away, right? You, You have to work at it yeah and it might be an easy guide that I've written because I call it an easy guide. It's um I should say it's it's simple more than easy because it's not an easy transformation. you have to work at it. you have to yes. put in the work, yeah, for, for sure. sure,
1: yeah, and that's such a trauma response what you just described of um yeah, yeah, and of that's, correlating now, oh my gosh, large groups of people together, that means danger danger, danger, yeah, yeah,
2: and i and I think that you know otherwise. You know, people that are otherwise healthy or, you know, had healthy thought patterns uh, have kind of taken a turn. And that's scary. And imagine what this is doing to our kids, you know, mm-hmm. and for, for us to help them deal with their fears, we better get good at dealing with them ourselves. Yes. So well,
1: talk about that often on the show is that, you know, by healing ourselves as parents, we are really healing our children.
2: Absolutely. Um,
1: and healing our parents. I mean, I see it with my mom. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool. So now Passion Principles, does that then continue on or is that a new direction? What is that book about?
2: I, I think that, you know, I'm focusing more on the hopeful future with Passion Principles. With Five Steps to Freedom from Fear, it's kind of letting go of some things that have been detrimental to you in the past and changing your mindset to look forward to a better future. And what I'm looking to do with Passion Principles is kind of pick that up and carry it forward forward. So I, you know, where, where it's going, and again, I'm really inspired by this. And as we just talked about, the pen just kind of writes itself as you're going. Um, but it really is about, I like to break things down into a simple manner. I'm not ever going to write anything super long because I think people like just give me the facts, give me what I need right. to know. Um, and so it's kind of evolving into sort of a, you know, what is passion Um, how is passion used in our everyday life? How can we tune into our passion? And then once we tune into that, how can we turn it into action? You know, the name of the book is actually going to be turning your passion into action because it's great to have a passion. It's like having a dream, you know, Uh, you know, that that's all it is, is a dream, unless you turn it into a goal and write it down. So my goal is to help people actually help identify not in some pie in the sky kind of abstract manner. But how can you actually sit down and figure and get to the heart of what your passion is? And then what, how do you take actions to turn that passion into a reality? Uh, so now we've got a lot of happy humans walking around when they're following their true calling, right?
1: Right. Yeah. And I love so, that idea of really, again, taking people by the hand and, and helping them along this journey, because um, it, I don't know, it just is, it's soothing to know somebody else who's, who can be there to guide you and, and help you along.
2: Yeah. And and not even to say I have all the answers, you know, a guide is just that it's a guide. Um, When I'm, when I'm coaching and when I'm working, I work with a lot of students that are looking to go back into college and not students fresh out of high school. Mind you, these are people in their thirties, forties, fifties, sixties, that they're going back to school and they don't often know what direction they want to go into. And so that becomes very much a part of my coaching as well is let's break down, you know, what it is you like, what do you want to do? Uh, How do you want to serve, you know, let's, let's really get to the heart of the matter. And, you know, I'm not telling them what to do. I'm not saying, Oh, go do this and go learn that. And then you got to do this. It's working with people so they can discover within themselves. And, and really, you know, this as well as I do. It's just about asking the right questions.
1: Yeah. Well, and I yeah. love that because it's not like, hey, here's the, jo- here's the careers that make the most money. And yeah. um, no, it's about, and I've told my kids that. Oh my gosh, if I told my kids that, yeah. follow your heart because yeah. I mean, really, that's where you're going to be happy. And because what I do now doesn't feel like work. I mean, it's me neither. It's so much. I just have such a passion for it. Um, it's, it's not a job, it's, it's my soul work, as I call it, but it's not really work. It's just my soul purpose.
2: I like that. Yeah. Soul work. Yeah. I'm going to steal that. I'm totally stealing that from you. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> i plagiarize the heck out of that. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, <clears throat> no, I, I hear what you're saying. And I, and I think um, Henry Ford said, if you, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and that's how I feel. I've had jobs. I have worked in my life. Uh, but what I'm doing now, I feel the same as you. I don't feel like it's work at all. Um, And I think that you get out of it what you put into it. And if you go into it with the right intention, and you're helping some folks out. um, And I told my kids, by the way, the same thing, follow your passion, because even your greatest job in the world is going to have its crap days, right? There's going to be days that just aren't great. So you might as well be focusing on something that you love. And when you do that, the rest follows. Yes, the rest comes. The money comes. Everything, everything comes. Exactly, exactly.
1: All right. So, is there anything else that you wanted to touch upon that we haven't had a chance to talk
2: about yet? Um, Not that I can think of. I, I feel like we've covered a lot of really good stuff today. You know, I'm I'm pretty excited to speak with you, and and I'm hoping that you know your listeners got something out of our conversation that might be of value to them. You know, as I said, even if it's just a snippet. Yeah. Um, but just to wish you well and to wish your yeah. listeners well. And just remember, we're all in this together, yes. you know, and we're all here to help each other out and forget the stuff you hear in the media, forget the stuff that we, you know, just is resonating all around us these days. It's not always good news, but stay in touch with yourself, with who you are, with who loves you, with who you love, uh, you know, and it all works out. You're yes. going to be okay. You got this.
1: Beautiful. Beautiful. So, again, how do people get a hold of you?
2: Best way is I keep it simple. I I have a website, www.jennifermauer.net. On there, there's some information about my coaching services, I have my blog and I should warn you, my blog is not all serious. Like I, in another life, I was an entertainment writer and um, I like to write about all kinds of fun stuff. So just to lighten the load, I put whatever I feel like on the blog. There is no I reason. I don't have any structure to that at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then you can also, if you're interested in hearing a little bit more about the five steps to freedom from fear guide, as I said, there is a link on the website to that as well. So if you feel like it, go on and take a look, you know, uh, if not, until we meet again, because I want to come back and talk to you again sometime. Awesome. Well, and
1: for those who are listening on audio and not the video, can you spell your last name for them?
2: Certainly. It's M is in Mary, A-U-R-E-R. Awesome. All right. So JenniferMauer.net. Dot... Net. All yes.
1: right. Wonderful. Well, it's just been an absolute joy to have you here today. And uh, I love soul connections and (laughs) i certainly felt this one. So I did too. Thank you. Yeah. Thank
2: you so much, Terry. I appreciate it until we meet again.
1: Absolutely. All right, everyone. Thank you for joining us today on the Healing Place podcast. And remember until next time, be gentle with yourself. Thanks. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you so much for listening today to the Healing Place podcast with your host and trauma warrior, Terry Welbrock. If you enjoyed this episode and want to learn more about Terry, her mission, and the Hope for Healing journey, visit Terry's website at www.terywelbrock.com. Thank you for liking, commenting, sharing, and offering your reviews on our YouTube channel, audio outlets, and Facebook page. And as Terry reminds us, until next time, remember, be gentle with yourself. Yeah.